little intro and then we'll uh, uh, get ready. Then we'll be off and running. <laughs> All right. You ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to this Monday edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher 24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast on those platforms as well. Make sure you give us a follow. Keep up with what is happening in the world of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. That's the best way for you to interact with us, and we would greatly appreciate that. You can find our shows, of course, on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, the exclusive home to the video versions of our podcast. You can also catch us streaming on Sportswire Radio. Make sure you support Tom and all the other great shows that are on the network there. And also, if you're listening to us on a traditional audio format, Make sure you hit the five-star review, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whichever platform that you have chosen. All we ask is that you download the show, support us. We appreciate it very much. Once again, my name is Chris Belcher. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, the young buck, Mr. Andy York. Andy, how is it going, man? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this episode. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure that we'll... Uh have a lot of laughs maybe uh throw some shots back and forth but it's gonna be fun listen andy last week we told our guests we told our listeners rather that we were bringing on two guests i know <laughs> generally we like to tell our listeners what's coming up but andy we we swerved our listeners we promised them one thing but we're gonna deliver something else <laughs> andy i can't believe what we have done we have landed the two biggest guests in the history of this podcast. Andy, I cannot believe I'm about to do this. Please welcome Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Guys, what's up? Hey, man. You what? son of a gun. <laughs> I had no knowledge you of this. <laughs> you two Andy, sneaky fellas. I had no knowledge of this. I promise. I would have. I would not have agreed. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. And he's got uh, my shirt on. I mean, Johnny's oh. shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I bought your shirt. This is not your shirt. What? This is not yours? I wore this just for you. Okay. <sighs> anyway. This silly fella. This silly fella right here. These, these silly fellas. I tell you, no. Just kidding, y'all. Didn't, didn't mean to get your hopes up. It's just. TSF. No, seriously, in all in in all seriousness, we are excited to have the boys back. Rosario Grillo and Hunter Knott, better known as the hottest indie tag team on the scene. TSF. Seriously, boys, it's glad it's it's good to have you back. How are you? Good to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back. This is, I think, the first time that we've been back on a podcast as interviewers before. So we're really excited as you guys. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we weren't for the intro of the show. But... Yeah, I mean, now. <laughs> oh man, it has been a while since we've seen these guys. So we're gonna do a lot of catching up here. If you guys have not checked out the first interview we did with these guys, we're going to link that in the description of our show. Mark that down, Andy. Uh, we're gonna link that in the description of our show. So make sure you go check it out. It's also the pin tweet on my Twitter at Chris Belcher twenty four. So go check out my pin tweet. That's the interview that we did with these guys a while back, and they're back. First ever two-time guest. Listen, we this, this you know where the love comes from. Just remember that. 
when you guys are, are starring on AEW and all these other big places, just remember where the love comes from, okay? Well, you get too out of yourself. We love we love coming on the first time. We love getting to see you at CCW and just, and just chatting it up. So yeah, man. We're really happy. When you when you messaged me to come back on, I hit him up. I was like, hey, we're going back on Pipe Bomb. Let's, yeah. Let's do it. That's awesome. That's so cool. So let's catch up. It's been a while since you guys have been on. What has been new with TSF, uh, especially in 2022? What well, hasn't been new with TSF? We get the uh, Andy Danny notebook oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you got what are we covering? The stuff. world taking over the wrestling. Yeah. Put out a whole bunch of new T-shirts available oh. on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash tag. TSF uh, started a new Twitch. Started a new Twitch. Twitch Wrestle House Live on Twitch. Hunter's mm-hmm. really great at that. It's great, it's fantastic. Our YouTube time. is taking off. Wrestle House Live on YouTube as well. Uh, people hate us. I don't know. If Oh hey! Clip on Twitter, bro. Um, whenever we wrestle, I'm nationally be, hated now. Yeah, it must be Sunday night because it's heat, brother. Jeez, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's, that's about all I got in this notebook. That this notebook, we gotta we gotta get this notebook over here. Nah, but uh, <laughs> bro, we just we just been doing our thing. We, you know, on the grind, man. On seriously, the grind. like on the grinds. We have been, uh, dude. We we got a whiteboard the other day to write up all of our upcoming dates, and I, I felt like I was writing for yeah. forever. Like not to brag, but like we just been. We've been grinding out here. We've been trying so Absolutely. hard to get to new territories so new people can discover us, but also expanding on the places that we are like already at. And that's been so much fun. Absolutely. Um, the crowd hates us, and that's so great for us. Mm-hmm. We love being hated. It's so much fun. And uh, we, do, we love doing we love doing interviews. Like yeah. I said, we're real happy to be back here. And yeah, we like just catching the fans up on what we've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Taking the world over. I mean, I'm not shocked. I, I know Andy's not shocked. I'm not shocked. Thank you. But, you know, but seriously, like th- we're not blowing smoke with these guys. If you've ever seen these guys live, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you haven't ever seen them live and you want to see them live, I'm going to throw this back up here. Book.tsf1 at gmail.com. Book them. They just said they don't have a lot of dates available, but, you know, try try your best. Yeah, oh. the show we did this past weekend at uh, Southern Fried, you know, it, it was nothing crazy. Hunter, it was Hunter in a singles match. I managed him. Uh, big schmaz at the end. Hey, you would have thought Kurt Angle was in the building with Honestly. all the you suck chance. Hunter suck. posted it on his Twitter today. It sounds like we were piping in audio. Yeah. We got to the back one. What the hell was that? Where, yeah. where did that come from? Nowhere. <laughs> Called an RKO, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness that's amazing that's so cool though but but seriously like if, for those of you who do not follow these guys make sure they rattled off their twitch on their youtube and we're going to recap that at the end as well but make sure that you're following along with tsf and the awesome things that they're doing on the indie scene um gorilla how's the arm everything all healed up it's Are you all good? good yeah it's all whoop, there there it is uh, it's all good. Yeah, everything's been feeling great. Uh, there's some days where it's kind of stiff. Uh, it you know, just depends on the weather. And I'm sure. working back up to certain weights, which is nice. I, it's weird. Like, one day I'll like I'll be lifting, like, 70s, and I'll feel fine. The next day I'll lift the 30, and it's like, hey, this is the most pain I've ever been in. So yeah. it, it has its days, but it's it's been good. You know, we haven't had any problems with wrestling with it, which no. is which is awesome. So knock on wood, everything's cool. That's stiff. I mean – Cowboy Bob Orton didn't have any problem with it either. So no, he did not. I, I mean, so, I did it with the cast on. I was uh, knocking people out left and right. We would. would shh. I would never knock out people left and right in my cast. No, 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 no. This sweet fellow. <laughs> Listen, we're trying to pull back the curtain, but not too far. We don't want to give away all the secrets. Okay, we got. We gotta. We gotta keep it on the DL. 
Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, last time I saw you guys was at the CCW Hardcore Heaven show, I think. And that was in, was that in October? October, November. I think it was around there, yeah. Something like that. You guys wrestled a country road street fight with country air. What a fun match. Let me just tell you, I was on commentary that night and I was chatting it up with these guys before the match. And I was like, okay, what do I need to look for? Anything I need to know? Yada, yada, yada. And you guys were like, watch the bag spot. That's going to be the best spot. And then everything just, you guys are the, the way that you guys sold all of that. And I believe that matches on YouTube. Don't hold me to it's that. Not yet. Not yet. We've been not, trying to get it. Cause like we want to show people it. Cause it was so much fun. Yeah. Listen, it was, it was a blast. Um, but you guys have done several matches in CCW so far. What's it been like working repeated dates in CCW and just talk about your experiences there so far. CCW is fantastic. Um, truthfully, it was probably the first indie show that we really worked and just went in and the atmosphere and just everything about it was just wow. Yeah. Um, so it kind of just sparked like, oh my gosh, there's like these crazy indie shows out there because CCW is huge. Mm -hmm. So that was the first bigger promotion and not saying that anything else was small, Yeah. but it was the first right. bigger promotion. Like they, they're they starting their own TV deal. What the heck? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that being said, we went to CCW with something on our mind. What was on our mind? Huh? What was on our mind? Maybe a little gold. A little gold. Maybe a little tag a little, team gold. A little gold. I don't know if so, across uh, the screen, but this is gold. That's what we came into CCW looking for. And I think we have uh made our statement very got clear. Our, yeah, I think we got our sights locked in on something. And uh I, I think I think it's time that we chase that gold. Yeah, and you know, like you said, not that like any promotion we worked beforehand wasn't big or anything, like PCW, Platinum Championship Wrestling in Covington, Georgia. That'll that'll be like our always be our home place. Yeah. That was the first place that ever gave us a chance. Absolutely. Like they gave us our start. CCW was the first place where we found ourselves, mm -hmm. and I feel like we got a huge amount of trust from CCW right off the start. Yes, yep. first day there, I felt like they just felt very welcome. Yeah, it felt felt very welcome. Felt like family, and to us, it's like family. CCW is like is like home and family to us, and it, you know it. It sucked that we haven't been back since October. We've been, yeah. but the good thing about that is. You saw the old TSF back in October, where we're mm. still trying to figure things out. This is a completely different TSF who have found themselves, re-envisioned themselves, and now know what we want. Yes. And that's gold. And that's coming up this Saturday, April 30th, at Redcon 1 in Nashville against the South American Alliance, Venetius and Ariel Levy. Man, I'm telling you. When I had you, when you, we had you guys on the podcast before, and I told you how much I was looking forward to the rematch with Country Air, because even though you guys took too much time the first time, we forgive you. Um, <laughs> but hey, it was, was worth it. Yeah, it was so worth it. I was so <laughs> looking forward to the rematch, but I cannot tell you how excited I am for this match against Ariel Levy and Venetius. Uh, I would be lying if. Uh, I gotta be careful how I word this, depending on who's listening to this. Uh, I'd like to see some gold around TSF's waist. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'll try not to be biased on commentary, but I can't guarantee anything. <laughs> but uh, all that to say, guys, I am I'm very much looking forward to this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Really happy that you guys are getting this shot. And like you said, you said that CCW feels like home. It looks like you guys are at home yes. when you're there. You guys immediately look comfortable and you immediately fit in with what CCW is doing. 
So yes. and that's Thank kudos you, to you man. guys too. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, we came in there with an ambition. We came in there, we scouted, and uh, I think it's TSF's time now. Yeah. You know, and we're, we are more than happy to carry the torch all over Nashville, all over South Florida, all over Twitch. We go. Can you imagine what we can help with the titles? We have an amazing, like I said before, Twitch stream run by this special fellow right here. But not just that. We also have a vlog that you can find on YouTube. What? That we can just showcase Thursday. everything about. We can have the titles everywhere. I will walk around Walmart with the damn title on my books. <laughs> hey, I'll make 24 7 I'll defend this anywhere and everywhere. I think TSF <laughs> should stand for two strapped fellas. Oh, I like mm. that. I oh, like yeah. that. Because yeah. it means like two it. things. Yeah. Or two strapping <laughs> fellas. I don't know what this is rated. Strapping? Strapping. Strapping, yes. Yeah, okay. Strapping young uh, gentlemen. Yes. That's another thing, too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, You're let's reel it back. All right. You gotta get some dirty minds. My mom watches this stuff. <laughs> My mom does too. Be careful. How about all the moms out there? Yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of jumping off what you're talking about though with the uh, winning tag titles. I uh, I've recently got back into watching a lot of uh, DPW stuff. Hell yeah! And uh, you know, I, two weeks ago your match came out with those trash boys NDA that are <laughs> scum of the earth. Um, that you guys got screwed out of that that tag that title match that's coming up. I wanted to get your thoughts though because I have. Used to be a fan of this man, but because of his actions, I'm no longer a fan. What are your thoughts on Chris Danger? Chris Danger. Oh, boy. Where do we start with oh. him? Honestly, where, where do we start with Mr. Danger? <laughs> uh, so we go to DBW, right? Our first time there. Yeah. Our first time there. Uh, here we're going to wrestle NDA, yeah. or uh, also known as the reality, whatever they want to go by that day. 17 games. Um, it seemed like great people. It seemed, seemed like great people. We were going to have a great match. Um, very, very excited to wrestle them. And then we go up, really, really expecting to win this one. We're go about to hit the, the SOL. The SOL. Um, get him up, and here comes Chris Danger. This is me. That was my nuts. That was that, that was me right there. Yeah, I saw. So just kicks me right in the nuts. For what? For what? I had a lot of respect for Chris Danger. He came in there during that whole day. Very respectful guy. Very nice guy. Crazy, crazy, crazy numbers on YouTube. Oh, hey, it, yeah, hey. playing that new WWE. It, his Twitch, his YouTube. Yeah, you probably find it on his Twitter. Definitely Chris don't Danger. check him out. Definitely, yeah, do definitely not don't go to the Chris Danger on Twitter, so you can find out where his the rest of his social media is. You don't want to do that, but um, yeah. So I think he fit into the wrestling world really, really greatly. I know he's a big. Well. I know he's a big video game guy, but truthfully, I think that just benefited him. <laughs> going into the wrestling world. His benefit are down. So um, I, I do say he has a good vocabulary on him. Um, all of his words come out real nice. So uh, he's a very persuasive guy, and I understand why the reality chose to go with him and form the NDA. But hopefully this whole thing between the NDA and TSF isn't over. Um, hopefully we can see them somewhere down the road in the future. And uh, Chris Danger can get a little bit of comeuppance. Yeah, listen, I – don't want to go out there and say I'm rooting for the reality to win the DPW titles. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not against it mm -hmm. because I feel like we are deserved a rematch yeah. against them. And I listen, I know they beat us clean. They did last time. I got to give it to them. They finally beat us clean. They did. But I feel like it's not over between us. No. We, you know, they got cheated the first time. Yeah. Patrick wasn't there the second time. No. So we've only had the one. I think, I think we. Get another shot if they are to win the titles. If and if the workhorsemen win it, hey, what's up? Yeah, let's go. But TSF still around, baby. <laughs> well, I also wanted to ask because <clears throat> one of the matches that you had with NDA at one point uh, with uh, you had Luther with you. Yes, um, what was it like Luther. working with Luther? 
We love Luther. TSF, I love big that Luther man guys. so much. Big Luther guys. Luther was a big, and still is a big mentor to TSF. Um, we accredit him to a lot of stuff. Accredit him to getting us to DPW mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, but he kind of took us under his wing a little bit. Kind of showed us uh, the secrets of wrestling. Um, made us better as a tag team. Better as uh, TSF in general. So uh, yeah, we we love Luther. Love Dr. Luther. He's taught us so much, not only in the ring, but just outside of the ring as a wrestler how to be respectful how to go yeah how to be respectful how to go about just everything outside of the ring and that's where a lot of people think wrestling stops people think it stops outside of the ring but it doesn't like you're only in the ring for 5 10 15 minutes 30 of your you know one of the main eventers the rest of your career is outside of the ring it's it's stuff like this it's stuff like twitch youtube twitter just making connections with people and just being respectful to everybody you see a simple hello you won't the people who just take the time to say hi to somebody blows my mind of how much it means to other people in wrestling. All you do is say hello. Just say hi. And people are like, oh, these guys are great. Like, why? Because we shook your hand like well-respected people. Shouldn't we all be doing that? Again, love Dr. Luther. Love, love, love Dr. Luther. That's awesome. Congratulations to him on just getting married. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. That's so awesome. So speaking of, of other guys, you talked about uh guys that you're going after obviously we're talking about south american alliance talking about nda let's talk about ftr Mm. what is the deal with tsf and ftr you guys have repeatedly called them out are those chickens ever going to answer your challenge i mean come on hey listen we're not calling them out (laughs) disrespectful yes by by no types of means Uh, no types of means at all in my tweet i was almost respecting them and then he came back with that very mean uh comment about uh telling our daddies (laughs) qt and cody i don't think they're our daddies uh last time i checked (laughs) no definitely not don't have the same last name uh marshall is not my last name yeah um okay anywho um but yeah so listen in my mind ftr is the best acting of all time yeah now the cool thing about wrestling is wrestling is you know, there's no stats behind it. It's not like you can say Jordan's the best of all time. Brady's the best of all time. Wrestling is just based on who you are. Yes. Like a couple days or a couple weeks ago, I put out a tweet. Is Randy Orton top 10 of all time? I got over 1,200 responses going from Randy's literally number one to Randy's not even in the top 200, which was wild to me. But like wrestling is just all perspective. So to, I, I think I speak for us when I say FTR is our favorite tag team of all time. One hundred percent. Not just them in ring. Like Dax Harwood outside the ring. Yep. What a guy. What a guy. And I respect him so much for coming out and talking about his anxiety and all these problems. And that cash he's too, because that takes a lot in this wrestling world. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the all big hero, but truthfully, being the hero is coming out about these things and making yeah. other feel okay about these things as well. So literally, cannot say enough good things about FTR, but. Butts, butts, butts. If you look at TSF's work, you'll probably pick up on a little bit of just, just a little bit, just a little bit, just but a small fraction. That small fa- fraction, yeah, boom, right there. But that doesn't say that we try to make it unique to ourselves. TSF style, baby. So I think if somewhere down the road we were to wrestle a match with FTR, I think it could be a thing of beauty. Yes, and again, we, like I said, you know, we're new to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done a lot already, so I I'm okay having to wait for this because it's not yes. like we're at the tail end. We're just starting. Absolutely, you know, and they're at their highest point. They just had two of the greatest tag matches of all time. So when they're ready and we're ready, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I I can only, I could say with confidence that we'll we'll cross paths at some point. Somewhere down the road. 
Well, you guys are certainly not alone on this podcast, at least, in talking uh, highly about FTR. Because for those of you who are listeners to our podcast on a regular basis, we put over FTR just as much as anybody in the wrestling business. I think, Andy, didn't you say the other day that you said that they're number one in the game right now? I think they're the best tag team in the world, and it's not even close. Like, it's every, every... Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like every every aspect of their game is like perfection. Storytelling, psychology, in-ring. They don't try to do too much. They do just enough to keep everybody on edge. And, yeah, I think... I think they're in a league of their own. I think, you know, the Usos and the Bucks are right there with them, just below them. But I think FTR is is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I just think- watched uh, American Alpha FTR from NXT The End when uh, American Alpha came in as champs. I was watching it today. Hey, this match happened years ago. I was popping and cheering for <laughs> it like it was happening live. Like, I'm yeah. in the gym, like, going biting on falsies. Like what? Like, oh, I'm on the treadmill, like trying not to fall off. While Dax is just kicking out of their finisher, I'm like, oh, this match is amazing. This match happened six years ago, and I'm off. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that has to do credit FTR with everybody talks about how tag team wrestling is probably as good, if not the best, that it's ever been because of teams like the Bucks and the Usos and the and the whoever you name it, uh, guys that are doing all these crazy, insane moves, Lucha Brothers, all those kind of things. But FTR, they're such an 80s, early 90s tag team, and they show you that that fits in 2022. Like, they don't have to do all these crazy things. They can take stuff that Demolition and the Hart Foundation and the Steiner Brothers did back in the 80s and 90s and apply it to today, and guess what? It's just as good as everything else because it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat, just like everything else. It wasn't broke back then. Why try to fix it? You know, exactly. Why exactly. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons that I love FTR as much as I do is because they remind me so much. And this is, this is no BS of growing up watching wrestling, like a tag match that I would watch growing up. And all I got to do is turn FTR on. I'm like, man, it's so good. So yeah, uh, you guys are not wrong. Just just so you know, you're, in my professional opinion, you're not wrong. And I just feel like that's lost on a lot of people. And like, not to say there's anything wrong with like how every tag team wrestles. Like some tag teams love doing uh, all flippy stuff, and like some tag teams love doing all technical stuff and all this and that. Yeah. Like that's great. Like no one's saying that doesn't work. To us, it's just like it's just not how like. We've, we can do all that stuff. Like, like Hunter can do all that stuff. I can't. Hunter can do all the springboards and all that cool stuff. Like, so like we can break those out. It's just, listen, nowadays you're on the show, you're on fourth. Hey, three matches before that are all doing the same stuff. Yep. Why not do something different? Why not just grab a headlock? Why not work the arm? Like, the coolest, I think this is, I said this to Hunter, like, it didn't hit when this person said it to us. And then, like, the night we got home, I was like, hey, how cool is this? We were talking backstage with someone at Southern Fry, and they're like, no, I really dig you guys. You guys remind me so much of Tully Blanchard back in the day. And I was like, hey, that was the nicest thing anyone's ever said to us. Like, what? Are you kidding me? He's one of the greatest people of all time. Like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that that's what people don't realize. And it's great that you guys do. That's why I hold you guys on, on the pedestal that I do is because you guys realize not like 
there's a lot of people out there that don't wouldn't have taken that as much of a compliment as you guys did. You know, there's a lot of people out there who would want to be compared to Matt and Jeff Hardy yeah. or would have, and, and don't say great away. people still yeah. fantastic. Don't take anything away from Matt and Jeff, but if somebody would have walked up to that team and said, Oh, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, yada. And they're like, ah, but I was going for the Hardys and the Dudleys and all that kind of stuff. So, why i love you guys so much you guys are great um another thing that i want to catch up with you guys on that we had talked about and we want to make sure that we get to let's talk about some action figures let's talk about toys move out of the way <laughs> you, mean, oh, you mean this action figure you mean the custom yes. one of one that is, that is, is that what you're talking about i need that in my life i'm just saying i need that that is amazing it's identical Okay. Okay. In all seriousness, I need to. I need the story behind that. Go ahead. So I need the, the story theory, behind it. When the theory figure got announced, I was like, "Hey, we have to get that. Like, you have to get that. I think that should be funny as hell." And then I saw it in the store, and I grabbed it, and I was going to give it to Hunter on stream, and I was looking at it, and I was like, "It'd be really funny if I just customized this whole thing. Like, <laughs> just got the rendering perfect, the nameplate, like all that stuff." So, like, I spent hours on and like i'm ashamed to admit that i spent that long doing it but i was just like this is like, this is gonna be great yeah. I, I had to, I texted fantastic. him randomly i was like hey what's your hometown and i was so confused he was like he said he was like uh okay and then i gave that to him on stream and he i was literally in disbelief i was like oh my gosh i cannot believe you took the time to do this first off. <laughs> but it looked so clean i was like holy cow like, this is wild. People hit me up and thought I had outsourced that. Like, thought I bought the box and got the custom figure made. At first glance, that's what it looks like, for sure. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, so Hunter, when are you returning the favor? When are we getting a Johnny Gargano figure? That's, hey, all, that's all customized. Hey, I, I think that I think that does need to that needs to happen. <laughs> it does need to happen in the future for sure. I'll, for I will sure. pitch in with whatever you need. I'm just hey, saying. Hey, we're getting it done. We're getting it done. Hey, Bud Lake's hometown. <laughs> <laughs> but no so let's talk about action figures besides the awesome hunter not action figure uh what, what was the last action figure toy that you guys bought what, what do we got going on in the collection right now i think the last one i got was red pants ljn cody the walmart okay exclusive. i finally found that after years of speculation that it was even real they mm -hmm. finally hit the stores so i just got that one uh darby <clears throat> On match one rival chase, the one okay. five thousand one. I got that one. Um, I got the I got two shop AEW exclusive Jerichos. Oh, so um, you're gonna sell one over here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> one sign. So that one I'm definitely keeping. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then I think that might be it. I went to a toy fair on my birthday a couple weeks ago, and I got some some classic Mighty Morphin and old Power Ranger stuff, and I randomly bought this because I saw it and I love him. Uh, it was a, I think it was like a 99 or 2000. It must have been a 2000 because he's already in, or later because he was already in WWE. It was a WWF Titantron Taz figure. Oh, wow. $10. Wow. Oh, wow. Steel. I was like, I had to buy it. I love Taz. Man, that is really cool. Yeah, because he, I feel like he came along maybe right at the end of that line. Um, yeah, right, right before I guess they because because the Titan Tron figures were kind of the transition between what we 
eventually got with the Jack's Classics and the Bone Crunchers. So, yeah, he was right at the end of that. Didn't he? Was it Royal Rumble 99? Is that when he debuted? He, uh, yeah, I think so. maybe a little later. Was it a little after? Because WCW or ECW had kind of like he got away from that. I think it was like 2000. I don't remember. I would ask Andy. Andy, do you know when Taz debuted? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was barely alive. Certainly were not. Do you know Randy Orton's been in WWE longer than you've been alive? That is amazing. Twenty-two years. Yep, he's been in the WWE longer than you and Trip have been alive. He debuted on WWE that's TV crazy. in 02. I just lost it. That's crazy. crazy. And he was in a, he was in OVW obviously before that. Let's let's go off on a tangent real quick. Let's talk about Randy Orton. <laughs> Andy and I talk very highly of Randy Orton on this show because look at look at the man. He's a fourteen time world champion. That's tied for first for third all time. I'm sorry, tied for third all time. He's been in every conceivable match feud uh, that you can think of. He is the only wrestler in history to walk into wrestlemania holding every major championship every single one he's walked into wrestlemania doing it andy how awesome was the pop that randy orton got at wrestlemania when he hit the rko Uh, on on the chad gable stuff and we were in the building it was incredible yeah it was it was huge randy's one of those guys that He's frustrating at times because when he doesn't care about feuds, you can definitely tell in his yeah. matches, and it shows. But the stuff he's been doing <clears throat> the last two or three years with Riddle have been some of my favorite stuff that he's done. He's just he's having fun. He's loose. He doesn't he doesn't care in the good like in a good way. He's like out there just to have fun. And so yeah. I, he, I think he's definitely easy top ten. I would probably have him like top five and probably maybe even like top three of all time. Like Randy yeah. is Randy's just great. His character, you been, everything. You would have been appalled. At, oh, I saw, it. Uh, I yeah, saw uh, it. My phone was blown up for like two weeks. And so I, I, I got to the point where I was like, I'm not even going to respond to these people. Like <laughs> if you're telling me Randy Orton is outside the top 200, you just don't know what wrestling no. is. Hey, no. don't give me, listen, these guys are great. Don't tell me he's not better than Ultimo Dragon. Hey man. <laughs> 99% of wrestling fans don't even know who Ultimate Dragon is. Don't try to be pretentious and go to New Japan, but, oh, Anthony Inoki is better than Randy Orton. Hey, man, I don't give a damn. Randy Orton's not doing line-line duck one power slam every Monday night. And it works. That promo he just got to? Great. Hey, it's my show. Oh, it was great. At WrestleMania, he took one bump and then yes, won the match. We counted it. Yeah. And then the next night on Raw, he took two and then yeah. won the match. Randy well, Orton is a guy. Yeah. Well, if you, if you listen to uh, uh, Bubba Ray on the Broken Skull session they just released, he said all you need is to take one or two bumps. And the mo- like when you take the bump is the most important thing. And then you can just yep. do whatever from there. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled at Mania and took one bump, and it was you know on the concrete floor. <laughs> and that was yeah. the first bump he took. And it was ridiculous that. So, I, you know, I love Randy. He's just... He's not doing too much. He's letting Riddle do all that stuff, and he's just coming in, hitting an RKO, and getting paid. Yeah. And it's it's I great. Line, power slam, RKO, finish. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and Orton, like, I've noticed lately too, the Bucks are really good at doing that with yeah. like saving their bumps to a big spot. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't really noticed it until I started focusing on it, and I was like, damn, they really do save their bumps for like the cool spots. Yeah, which is great. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool for the well, 
and Randy has been vocal here lately, especially he's done. I listened to his interview with Ryan Satin and with Pat McAfee during WrestleMania weekend. And he said on those interviews, he wants to wrestle for another 10 years. Well, yeah, yeah if you're only taking one to two bumps a night, yeah, you can wrestle for another 10 years. Absolutely. You can. Oh yeah. That's so, I mean, well, he's, yeah, he's kind of like, he's kind of like FDR and he's definitely, he wrestles an old, like an old school style yeah. of, they call it methodical, and sometimes methodical can be uh, boring to be to be very honest. But like in the right setting, in the right time, it's some of the best stuff. And he's he's definitely got that old school mentality of less is more, and that that's yes. what he does for sure. And we haven't even talked about Randy Orton's heel work. I mean, he's one of the best heels of all time. Like if you can't buy that guy as a heel, just just turn off wrestling and never watch again. Like hey, watch that series, the heel series. Watch his episode. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. The it's way insane. he gets ready for the match. I've been trying it recently just for the hell of it. And like I almost pass out every time. I'm like, how does he do this? Yeah. It's insane. Randy Orton is ridiculous. He's just he's the best. All right, if you guys are just now joining us, welcome to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. I don't know how in the world that you're just now stumbling upon us. We've been around for, gosh, three seasons and almost 60 episodes this season alone. My goodness, that's like 200 episodes that you guys have have missed out on. Go back in our archives and check it out. It's available at Bodyslam.net's YouTube channel, wherever you find your podcast, and repeatedly playing on Sportswire Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell. Make sure you're following us on social media at PBW Podcast. My name is Chris Belcher. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Andy York, and our special guest tonight, Rosario Grillo and Hunter Knott, better known as TSF. The boys, our favorite tag team. I know we just talked about how FTR is the best, but these guys are our favorite tag team. And if you guys haven't checked out our first interview with these guys, it's available in the description of the show. Make sure you go check it out. You'll learn a little bit more about these guys. They are mainstays in CCW this Saturday, April 30th, going up against the South American Alliance for the CCW Tag Team Championship. Hopefully, uh, these two strapped fellows can live up to their name. Uh, and get that gold around their waist. But having said all that, these guys mentioned earlier, they're still relatively new to wrestling. You guys passed, what, the one-year mark recently? Is yeah. that right? We passed the one-year indie date mark on March 26th, and one-year training was uh, like last last September. Yeah, yeah. So one year, just over one year, of being booked out. And these guys are already the hottest thing in the indie scene. So if you don't know who they are, just put TSF in the YouTube uh, search there. Go watch their stuff. It's fantastic. Better yet, come to Nashville. Watch them live. They're going to be there this Saturday, April 30th. Um, But all that to say, these guys have trained under Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall at the Nightmare Factory. Um, And clearly they produce fantastic products out of the nightmare factory. Well, one of the reasons we wanted to bring these guys on is Andy and I almost till we're blue in the face at this point, have talked about Cody Rhodes over the last three weeks. That's literally, I feel like that's all we've talked about is Cody Rhodes. Why? Because he's one of the hottest things in the wrestling business right now. He is making the news. So we're talking about Cody Rhodes. We wanted to bring these guys on because they've trained under the guy. They are still training under the guy at the nightmare factory. They don't have full disclosure disclaimer. 
They don't have any more information than the rest of us do. So Andy and I are not going to sit here and poke and prod. Oh, what Cody say about this? What they say about that? Yada. We're not going to do that. What I did want to do though is to bring these guys on so that we can get a personal experience throughout this whole thing on Cody Rhodes and just what it looks like for these guys who are his students. You know, Cody in just about every interview he he, he does talks about his kids. We got two of his kids sitting right here. So we want to ask them their thoughts on the whole Cody Rhodes situation. So like we all understand Scott Hall has educated us on letting us know that this is the wrestling business, not the wrestling friendship. And we saw that no more uh, exemplified than when Cody Rhodes left AEW and he went back to WWE. So the first thing that I'm going to ask is both of you guys, whichever one of y'all want to take it first, your immediate thoughts when you heard, when you found out, however you did, that Cody was a free agent, that he was leaving AEW for sure that it was happening. So regardless, um, we have a lot of trust in Cody. Uh, Cody is literally the guy. Um, took us under his wing, obviously, with the first class of the Nightmare Factory. I don't think anybody else will get the first class treatment. Um, but Cody <laughs> seriously has helped us so much. Not just, like I say this a lot, but not just as wrestlers, but as human beings, yep. as people in the wrestling industry. Like how to respect people, how to go into a locker room and what to say to people, how to uh, put together these matches, not just the moves in general, but the psychology to everything. Um, so whenever we first heard that Cody was a free agent, that his contract expired, we had all the trust in him. Um, we always know that he will do what's best for him and what's best for his family. And uh, we will always support that too, to support fellas, Damn. you know, to support fellas. <laughs> uh, so whatever he ends up doing, you know, obviously we know what he's doing now. Yes. Uh, we are very, very supportive in whatever he does because Cody's great. Cody is fantastic. And I think um, him going back to WWE kind of showed that again, mm -hmm. like the amount of people that love him there already is crazy, crazy. It's because Cody is the guy. Yeah. What, I, we all found out at the same time that the whole world did. Mm -hmm. when when tony had put out that post and started breaking on social media and like you said like yeah we didn't know anything we found out while everyone else was finding out yep. through through sean Rumors ross and, and ryan satin and all that stuff so like literally everything from the moment he left to the moment he showed up in wwe like we were with we were with fans like, we we were like what's gonna happen like you know there's so much stuff out there that said it was cody but like you know how wrestling works. You can say it to your blue in the face, but yeah. I'm not going to believe you until it shows up. Yep. And we were all, it, it was us two, uh, Cats, Bensler, Trip, Dirty. We were sitting upstairs watching Mania. And when that happened, like, we were just like, is it going to be Cody? And once we heard the, dum, dum, we were like, oh shit. And then when his theme song hit, like, it was surreal. You, yeah, you would have thought, like, we just won a million dollars. All of us were just going wild. For Cody. I'm pretty sure Jen or Kat has it filmed on her phone somewhere, but we were just going insane. And just the because obviously everyone saw how the fans treated him at AEW, which it you know the last promo he gave before he faced Sammy, Trip and I had watched it like after he came back from Mania, and we were just listening to the fans. We we're like, man, this guy is pouring his heart into this promo, and you're just telling him to, to shut the hell up. Listen to the man. This man's cutting a grade A promo. Yeah. Like yep. it's fantastic, and then just for him to show up at Mania, seventy thousand fans, Cody Maniacs, just going wild in the Silver Dome, brother. They were, <laughs> they were, 
it was, I was so happy for him. Like, yeah. it's weird to feel like proud because like he's our coach, we're a student, but I was we're so trying to make him proud. Yeah, like I was so proud of them knowing me. Like everything he's ever done, uh, everything he's ever said, he did. Yeah, and he's yep. doing like. There's 70,000 people going wild from singing Kingdom at the top of their lungs, going beneath grown men ripping their shirts like Hogan's back. Like <laughs> it was, it was amazing. And those weeks leading up to Mania, it got us to watch Raw. Like all the speculation, we got his students to watch Raw. Yes, to say enough. Yes, yes, we were like, is is it happening? Like what's happening? And like not to say that I don't watch Raw. Like I'm just not a fan of the style. But ever since the rumor started, and now that he's there, every Monday at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m., here we are, locked and loaded, ready for Cody. Like, I'm pretty sure they said Cody's going to be in the main, like, 1030 and be in front of the TV watching Cody. Yep. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, the, go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, they that was – I think that was a sentiment for a lot of people of, like <laughs> – they were smart because everybody started watching Raw before Mania because everybody was waiting. Every Seth Rollins segment, everybody was glued to their TV making sure it was Cody. And they did great jobs of like like putting in little hints of, of his chances are dashed and now he's got the nightmare and blah, 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 blah. And I will say as two that, of, uh, that were a part of the 75,000 that were in AT&T Stadium, I, you can watch the video from our <laughs> episode a couple weeks ago. I, I blacked out. <laughs> like, I blacked out. I was screamed so loud and freaked out because I I've I've been on record in the podcast. I'm a huge Cody fan. I've been a Cody oh, fan geez. since since his first run in WWE, and so everything he like has done, I I absolutely love. We got to see him in NWA in Nashville when he uh, wrestled Nick Aldis. Like all of that was was great. Um, I also was <laughs> not to not to lie. I was also very vocal on the podcast during his last few months in AEW of. Not being the biggest fan of what he was doing, but I, it wasn't him necessarily. It was the situation that he was put in that I wasn't a fan of. But that that promo, that last promo he cut, I he sold me again. Being back, I'm like, okay, Cody is Cody is the man right now. And when his music hit and all of that happened at Mania, just it it was. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I didn't watch Stone Cold Steve Austin growing up, so the moment was bigger for me watching Cody come back. Than Stone Cold, like that to me, that was a massive moment to to be a part of that. So that was really cool. But I wanted to get your thoughts on like what you guys think. Like what do you, what do you think so far of what they've done with him in WWE? Obviously, he's cut a lot of promos. He had some dark matches with Kevin Owens and um, things like that. But what what do you think about what they've done with him so far? I think they treat him real well. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I love everything they're doing with him, from the, <laughs> the promos to the matches to the dark matches, and I, I think it's great. Like yeah. it's it's still really weird. Seeing him on like promotional material and stuff, you see a commercial like Cody's there for Raw. Like we were watching Peacock earlier, and it was like, Cody's right there, and I was like, "Damn, I'm not used to that yet." And I don't know how long because it's like American Nightmare is AW, and like yeah, he, yeah. thank God he's able to be himself in WWE. Like that's I'm so happy for him that he he's able to be himself. I was gonna say that because he went out and made a name for himself, yeah. came back and he gets to be himself. Yeah, it just feels so weird like seeing mm-hmm. it. Like it seems fake to see. Yes. It seems like someone that made like a fake. yeah. That seems fake, but uh, no, it's it's been great and like it's it's pretty apropos that he got us to watch the show. Like we right. didn't go watching the show to here we are. And it's now just listen, all because of him. 
And you and you guys aren't the only ones. I'm sure that you're not yeah. the only ones that tuned into Raw up to WrestleMania and have tuned in since then because of Cody Rhodes. You know, no matter what the masses in AEW sounded like or how they treated him, there's still that legion of Cody Maniacs, as you guys called them. Uh, they're still hanging around and following him where they go. I will go on record and say I'm a much bigger Cody fan now than I ever was. And that's not to say that I didn't like him in AEW because I did. But like to Andy's point, what was going on and the way that the fans were turning on him, it's like this guy can't buy a cheer right now. And he's, he's throwing his heart and soul out there. Like, what do you want from him? And then for him to come out and WWE and Andy and I've talked about this, they're not to be a single AEW chant at all. It's just all love and everything for Cody. No AEW chance. No nothing. I haven't even thought about it. Not even on Raw or anything. That's crazy. Nothing. That never nothing. crossed my mind. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, that's awesome. That was that was my concern with debuting him at Mania. I was like, I just hope that if they debut him, that AEW chance don't start breaking out at WrestleMania. Like, that's what I didn't want. And none of that happened. Again, awesome. two guys that were in the building, there was no sweetening of the crowd when that music <laughs> hit. There was no nothing. It was all genuine. It was one of the loudest pops I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's not just Andy screaming in my ear. That was 75,000 other people screaming. Um, again, video on YouTube. Go check it out. A couple weeks ago, our episode, you can hear Andy screaming like a little girl. It's hilarious. You know what? I'm proud of it. That's what I was getting ready to say. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like 75,000 other people were doing the exact same thing. And it was awesome. Uh, Gorilla, you mentioned it. Like it's, it, it doesn't feel real. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. But it is. This is the new reality that Cody Rhodes is on his way to being the face, at least of Monday Night Raw. You yes. know, it's just, it, it's it's wild. And I'm sure it's wild for you guys too. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's still, it's, it's so weird to think about like, when we go back to AEW and stuff, like he's not there, but like, he's not like, it's funny that, you know, he's like, I said it that way. Like when we texted him, congratulations. And like all this stuff, he was like, I'm not dead. Like, I'm still going to see you guys. Like I'm not dead. And like, (laughs) I feel like I've actually talked to him more since he left, which is funny, but like, yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm just, I I can't stress enough how happy I am. Yeah. That's awesome. He deserves it. He deserves it so much. That was going to be my next question is what's the communication been like between you guys and with Cody, like in talking to him, does he seem happier? Does he seem relieved? Is he the same old guy? Like, what do you think? Yeah. I say just, you know, same same old Cody. Cody. yeah, it's business as usual. And, you know, I feel like he is happy. Not yeah. that he wasn't happy in AEW because he was. I think like, he always tries to strive to be happy, which is great. Yes. It's a great thing. He's a big family guy and that's an awesome. No. Oh, uh, that's an awesome thing to have <laughs> in today's world. Um, so you got to cherish that. But it just seems like he's doing what he wants to do and what he thinks is best for him. And like I said, his family. So we will always support that. Yeah, no matter what, like Cody, QT, and all our other coaches always have our undoubted support. Yes. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, and from everything that I've, I don't know Cody personally, but from everything that I've heard, everything you guys have said is exactly the way I would picture Cody and the kind of human being that he is and the kind of attitude that he has and the way that he treats people and that kind of thing. So that just, that uh, 
makes me feel good at least that nothing has changed uh, and that Cody is still the same guy. Uh, what's the – go ahead. I was saying he's just the best. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the mood – has the mood been different, changed at all around the factory? Is everything still the same no. or – Business as usual. Yeah. He yeah. still comes normally. Like everything's still still running as normal. I think this, this is a thing that he had talked about too in one of his interviews. I think it was like in his post-mania conference. Someone had asked about the factory – and he was like, but it was never an AEW school. He's like, nothing's going to change on the WWE. It's just a training school. Like, you know, Seth has black, black and brave. It's not a WWE school. It's just a school or wrestling school ran by someone in WWE. And yeah. I mean, if anything, it's it makes the place even more of an attraction, yeah. I would say, that mm-hmm. like he's, he's in WWE and you have people in AEW and then you have coaches who are also huge on the indies. Like, you get everything covered from the Nightmare Factory. And if you're interested in becoming a part of the Nightmare Factory, there's still six spots left for the upcoming camp <laughs> on June 6th. Or four spots. Four spots. Sorry, four two spots. of them got race. Four spots left for the Nightmare Factory camp on June 6th. Head over to NightmareFactoryGA.com and sign up now. No better place to get your start. That's what I've heard. I, well, I've, I've heard like only great things about the Nightmare Factory, which we, went, we, we had the opportunity to go to the uh, Seth and Becky panel after – like the like, so the panel was the Sunday after Mania, so it was after his match with Cody, and he kind of buried the Nightmare Factory <laughs> wrestling Whoa. school a little bit uh, in character, hey, talking about his. One of your students lives with us now, brother. <laughs> but uh, you know, because I, I wanted to get your take on because, like, obviously, one because uh, he was very vocal about about like behind the scenes of like what his biggest fear was that people wouldn't know who he is coming back to WWE, coming back to WrestleMania, things like that, which. I'm not in the business. It blows my mind that guys like him think that nobody knows who he's gonna who he is. But like, what's your guys' take? Because I know, like, obviously you're you're doing independent things and things like that. But that crowd reaction and how people feed off it, because you could tell that he definitely fed off of you know the seventy plus thousand that were cheering his name and things like that. What what, what kind of what is that like? Like that energy that you get from that? It's unlike anything I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. So. We, we had a show this past weekend, and I don't know why. That was the I, first time I've really felt, like, in tune with the crowd. This weekend? You know what I mean? So it's it's funny you say that, because before we went out, remember I kept saying I was so nervous? Yeah. I had this terrible thought, like, what if we just go out and no one remembered us? And no one makes any noise? Like, what's that going to be like? And I think that's just, like, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, my God, what if that happens at this year or this year? And I think that's always my biggest fear, going to a new place is, okay, if they don't know who we are, we have three seconds yeah. to get this crowd to like us or hate us yeah. in three seconds. Like you don't have any much longer than that. They're going to, if they don't care about you within like first seeing you, they're not going to care about the match. They're not going to care about what you do. So I think that's just to feed off the crowd. It, it can make or break anything. Like if they're dead and you are just working and working to get them behind you, there's nothing more defeating than them. Yeah. Not coming on. And granted, there there's circumstances that go into that placement on the card, how long the crowd's been there. But just when that crowd like it when when we got that you suck chant and the whole two hundred and fifty five people are chanting you suck at us, and we didn't even do anything. Yeah, nothing. I we threw, were walking out. I threw one super kick. He had like a four minute match. He and like they hated us. And we got to the back and I was like what the hell was that? That was the coolest thing I've ever experienced yeah. in my life. 
That's amazing. Yeah, yeah they, they, I think the, like everybody says that a reaction is better than nothing. Like, yes. if you're being booed, it's great because if there's no sound at all, that's like the worst thing in wrestling, which I don't know. understand how they're able to do what they did during the pandemic era and like wrestling in front of no fans and things like that. But yeah, yeah that to me would be like, I just got kind of anxiety from you guys talking about going out there and not knowing if anybody's going to like make a noise or anything, because that like that has to get in your head mid match of like, nobody's doing anything. Everybody just kind of sitting there staring at us. You know, what, what do we do from here? So that that's, that's really interesting to hear that. And we've had that before and like, it, it sucks, but then like thankfully that him and I have so much chemistry and so much like sharing one brain while we're in there where we don't need to talk, where the other one can realize what we're thinking and like try to get that crowd to hate us again. Like it's yeah. some some people are just so easy to get it back like that, which is which is great. Yeah. And that's why we bring the greatest tag team in the world, TSL, <laughs> onto our podcast so that they can share things like that. Um, as we get ready to wrap up here, we put a bow on this episode. Um, again, this coming Saturday, April the 30th, Nashville, Tennessee, Redcon 1, TSF going up against the South American Alliance for the CCW Tag Team Championship. Knock on wood, I believe I'll be on commentary for that. Um, and hopefully my being on commentary will bring the gold home for TSF. And I've already texted these guys. If y'all need a run in y'all need something, you just let me know. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in the crowd too. So just I'll, let him know. And I'll, listen, oh, we'll come from both ends. My wife will be there too. She'll jump. She'll, she wants to get, she wants to get in there. So we'll, if you hear us yell pipe bomb in the middle of it, it's on. Yes, that's <laughs> it. it is on. It is on. That is great guys. Uh, plug your social medias, plug your YouTube channel and your Twitch and all that. Again, make sure everybody knows where they can find you. So easy enough. Uh, our Twitters and Instagrams have the same exact handle. Mine is at hnot12, as you can see right there. Um, you can find us on Twitch and on YouTube. I think on YouTube, you can just type in Wrestle House. Uh, you'll be able to see our channel there. Um, and on Twitch, it is twitch.tv slash Wrestle House Live. Um, usually always live Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays. Uh, I believe he's going to be streaming some uh, Legos for us too, right? Lego like Star Wars. So be on the lookout for that as well. Maybe it already happened by the time this comes out. Um, but yeah, so you, yeah, as you saw on the screen, it's Jay Grillo 23 on Twitter and Instagram. Also, TikTok, I gotta stop doing that again. I got really yeah, popular, hey, yeah, I got really popular on TikTok yeah, and then just one. like stopped. Um, I think the fame just went to my head. Uh, <laughs> but as you said, yeah, Twitter or er, Twitch and Wrestle House, uh, live on YouTube. We put out episodes more than likely every Thursday. Sometimes I'm very forgetful and I don't uh, edit the vlog in time and I just completely forget. Or sometimes we're traveling, and again, I forget. Things happen. Uh, yeah, but more than likely, more often than not, 95% of the time, new episodes come out every Thursday. Uh, it's just behind the scenes of it's just our lives, just what we do TSF, when we're not wrestling. House. Yeah, just what we're doing when we're not wrestling, what we do when we are wrestling, figure hunts, all that fun. Try some food. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We're big in taste testing Oreos. Oh, what's the, oh, what's the craziest, what's the craziest uh, thing yeah. you've done with an Oreo? Like, did um, you, have any of you like, ever seen, uh, what, what was the show? Blue, Blue Mountain State. State. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you get it. No, I think, uh, one of, one of the crazier flavors we just had was mocha caramel latte. Yeah. Everybody hated it, but I loved it. I eat the whole I'm not a big coffee guy. I'm so. not either. I'm not oh, either. Okay. I think I would have probably hated it. What's your favorite Oreo? Just straight up double stuffed Oreo. Double stuffed Andy? Uh, peanut butter. Okay. 
So listen to this wild take. <laughs> Dean, there's I got two wild takes here. Dean only likes the mega stuffed or the most stuffed Oreos. Oh wow. Wild. And then on the complete opposite end, 10 in the dark order, big vans, mm-hmm. only likes Oreo fins. He said uh, those are the best ones. I was what? like, okay, cool, man. We get it. You're jacked. <laughs> double stuff or get out. That's amazing. I yeah, love double stuff. Double stuff is where it's at. Uh, I like the vanilla Oreos. Those are pretty good too. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of those, but double stuffed. If you know you're asking me to pick, that's what I'm picking. Yeah. All right, we got to get ready to let you guys go because Austin Theory has a U.S. title match coming up that oh. you know we gotta we gotta get him ready for. <laughs> <laughs> That was oh one of my, my questions was going to be what was it like wrestling Pat, but I didn't I didn't Damn. ask that. <laughs> what was it like taking a stunner from Austin? What what was? Yeah, that was oh a great gosh, sell by the way. All those seventy thousand. You did a great job on it. Sal. Thank you. It was Thank best you. I was really trying. Yeah, it was nerve. It was nerve wracking. Vince was right there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, to all of our fans who are coming to watch our interview here, please do not forget to subscribe and like their yes. YouTube videos and subscribe to their channel and then follow all them on social media as well. Please. These guys are fantastic. There's a reason why we're coming back to this, <laughs> yes. this podcast. And they so may please. help us with the tag titles on April 30th. Who knows? <laughs> hey, and, and there probably, there could be video evidence of that. So we'll, that'll, yeah. that'll fly around social media and everything, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow these guys, follow us at PBW podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And support their pro wrestling tees as well. Pro wrestling tees.com forward slash PBW podcast. Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash tag TSF. Is that, that, they look at that. So support <laughs> them, support us, support everybody. Guess what? The wrestling. wrestling community just goes round and round. You support us, we support you, and the love just continues. It's the, it's the circle of life. Good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> All the things. All right, guys, thanks again for coming on. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for making us your first ever Two-time guest appearance. Two-time. Big Julia Marks. Two-time. Two-time. <laughs> All right. For Rosario Grillo and Hunter Knott, TSF, for Mr. Andy York, my co-host, my name is Chris Belcher. Thank you for hanging out with us on this edition of the Bye Bomb Wrestling Podcast, and we will catch you guys down the road.